All right, welcome into this episode of the Hopeless Sports Mantid podcast. The NFL season starts tomorrow, and uh, I've got Jacob Trivers with me from the from his podcast. Jacob, tell me what's the what's the name of that again? My podcast is Let's Talk About It with JT. We talk about a bunch of different stuff, including football, including sports, anything from life advice, uh, just about anything. But really happy to be on this podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. What we're going to be doing is I've picked out a few of the key matchups from week one of the NFL season, and we're just going to break them down game by game, give our picks and predictions and a little bit of uh, kind of schematic analysis and the, the matchups that we're going to be looking for in this game. So to start off, I think it's it's fitting that we start off with the first NFL game of the season, uh, Thursday night game in L.A. We have Bills versus Rams. Jacob, give me your thoughts on that game. Yeah, so this could quite possibly be one of a uh, Super Bowl matchup. You know, uh, Bills is one of the most popular, if not the most popular Super Bowl pick uh, definitely the most popular pick coming out of the AFC, the Rams, obviously just coming off of the Super Bowl themselves. So it's only fitting for them to match up in the first game. I think it's going to be really interesting to see, first off, Matthew Stafford and how this elbow injury is going to affect him. Um, I've heard different things. I've heard it's really affecting him. I've heard it's something that he might need Tommy John for. And I've also heard that he's fine. So I think that it's going to be really interesting to see that. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Allen Robinson fits with this team. Um, I personally still think that he is still a top 15 or 20 receiver, and he is playing with by far the best quarterback he's ever played with in his career. And other than that, yeah, I mean, I think the Bills offense is top three offense in the NFL. No one's really worried about that. Josh Allen obviously an MVP candidate. And I think the bills, I think the bills are just a better team. And I think they're going to come into uh, Los Angeles and win. Not sure about how much, but I think they're the better team by a good bit. Yeah. That's a game. Uh, just the, the spread, I believe is at two and a half towards Buffalo at this point. So they are slightly favored. Um, I think that the, kind of an underrated aspect of this game is Cole Beasley is gone from, uh, the Buffalo roster. So they're going to, they didn't really go out and do and get a guy in free agency. Uh, they did draft uh, Khalil Shakur out of Bo- Boise state in one of the later rounds, but it's looking like Isaiah McKenzie is going to have to step up as mainly a return guy into uh, becoming that slot receiver type role. Um, the running back, the, the, the backfield is very interesting uh, for Buffalo as well. James Cook comes in as a rookie. He very well could become the premier back. They were a little bit disappointed with how Devin Singletary hasn't worked out too well. And uh, Zach Moss is pretty much, a, a, he, he's not a guy that's going to be able to carry your running game. Um, the other thing I'm looking at is uh, obviously you're going to hear a ton about Jalen Ramsey versus Stefan Diggs as the one-on-one matchup. But I think the real matchup is Bobby Wagner and Dawson Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox, of course, just signed, uh, I believe it was a four-year extension to stay in Buffalo long-term. And then Wagner is over there, and this is his first year in uh, the Rams defense after spending 
his entire career at NFC West rival uh, Seattle. And I think it, it when I'm going to, I think what we see early on uh, or what we find out early on, I should say, is how effective Dawson Knox is going to be in the passing game. Obviously, you have Aaron Donald on the defensive line for LA. Uh, and you have Josh Allen, who is one of the more mobile quarterbacks. So we'll see if they decide to have Dawson chip on Aaron Donald in certain passing situations to try to limit Aaron Donald's effect on the offense, uh, which on in of itself, you're taking uh, that extra second away for a, for a tight end to possibly get open and uh, make a play happen. And of course, if they aren't doing that, then um you're going to rely on the tight ends a lot to be those quick outlet throws. Isaiah McKenzie comes in there as well. If it's, it's just, you're dealing with an elite pass rusher, those receivers have to be ready to, um, and prepared on what their hots are for certain plays and be able to um, kind of take some pressure off of Josh Allen. Obviously he's one of the premier quarterbacks in the league, but it, it's never an easy night when you're uh, dealing with um Aaron Donald breathing down your neck. But on the other side of the equation, I'm looking at uh, we have Kair Elam uh, from Florida is a rookie. He's going to be starting at corner week one because Tredavious White is still not fully recovered from his knee injury. So I think that's another thing to look out for. The Buffalo secondary is looking a little bit weaker. Obviously, you have Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde in the back end who should definitely be able to take some pressure off of the rookie starting week one, but um, it's it's a tough matchup when you got Cooper Cup on the other side as well. Uh, Van Jefferson is out. The pretty much gonna, would have been the number two or three receiver for um, the Rams, but still plenty of weapons and threats to go around. Um, so, uh, Jacob, did you did you ever give a score prediction for this game? I did not. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be high scoring. You know. Obviously, you touched on Cooper Cup a little bit, but, you know, he's a coming right off of his season of the Triple Crown. Uh, and even though they lost Kevin O'Connell to the Vikings, I still think that that's still going to be similar. I mean, he's not going to obviously do what he did last year again, but he's still going to eat. I think it's going to be something like, I don't know, 31, I'll say 31, I think 31 to 27 bills. All right. Uh, see, I think in, in this game, uh, just with the young guys in that uh, playing in that secondary for Buffalo, and uh, I don't think we've seen too much of a run game established yet for Buffalo at this point, and they don't have the best interior offensive line. So I think um, we, we see a mix of Cooper Cup eating in the, in the slot and then Aaron Donald just doing Aaron Donald things. Uh, in the trenches for the Rams. I think it's a close game late. Obviously, Josh Howen's going to be able to make some plays happen with his legs. They'll probably do, I think, a lot of... Um, I am will bet my life that you see at least one throwback screen to a tight end in this game because they're going to try to move the pocket for him and then use some misdirection there. But uh, I have a final score. I think it's 28-24 Rams. Uh, defense for the L.A. gets a last-second stop to kind of seal the game. It's going to move us on to the second game of this episode. And we're going to go to um, 
staying out on the West Coast here, we got an AFC West matchup between the Raiders and the Chargers. Right now, the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and uh, this is a very early battle and a very crowded AFC West. Jacob, let's get your thoughts on this game. Yeah, this is probably one of the games I'm pretty excited about. Um, Everyone's been talking about the Chargers in the offseason, you know, signing all these defensive pieces. J.C. Jackson, who else Who else did they get? They got – who did they get on the line? Mack, right? Yeah, Khalil Mack. They got Khalil Mack. They got J.C. Jackson. They got one more guy, I thought. I don't remember who it was. But nevertheless, um, you know, these are two quarterbacks last season who were both top five in passing yards. Justin Herbert throwing for 5,014 yards, and Derek Carr not far behind him throwing for just over 4,800 yards. And I still think – that coming into this game, it's going to be a similar dynamic where these guys are going to be constantly in the shotgun, you know, probably both slinging the ball 50 plus times each. Uh, I also think it's going to be really interesting to see how Devontae Adams fits with his old college roommate and college quarterback, Derek Carr. I think that it's going to be a little bit of a story I'm trying to think of, like a little bit of a downgrade, obviously, from Aaron Rodgers but I still think that they're going to be top three, top five, most dangerous uh, receiving core with him, um, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. I think in this game, the Chargers are overall the better team. I still think that the Raiders are not getting as much respect as they probably should be, but I think the Chargers are better, and I think the Chargers will win. Solid points there. Um, I think that – Obviously, you're looking at J.C. Jackson versus Devontae Adams. I think that's that's kind of the common theme for this uh, week. These week one matchups is you're seeing a lot of really good corner wide receiver uh, matchups. Uh, but I, I think the other one to look at is you got Chandler Jones going up against Rashawn Slater. Um, really one of the best uh, young offensive linemen in the league against a guy that's been an established, I think, still somewhat underrated edge rusher for um, this Raiders defense that uh, is now paired with Max Crosby on the other side as well. So um, I think it's, it's something where you you're going to really test out this new and improved um, kind of new, newish and improved uh, chargers offense. Um, I think if I'm, if I'm Vegas, I still want to say Oakland every single time, but uh, if I'm Vegas, um, you got to go to Darren Waller a lot. The linebacker position, uh, off-ball linebacker position, I should clarify, is the weakest position for the Chargers, and you have one of the best tight ends in the league. So I think you can kind of use your running game in the green zone with Josh Jacobs and Zamir White, and then uh, you get you get into the red zone. And that's when Darren Waller's got to be the focal point of your offense. You could still allow him to stretch the field. I will be very interested to see um, if they end up, how they line up Adams and Waller, if they stack them together in certain looks, if they put them on the opposite side of the formation. I think it's really going to be a game where it's all about the adjustments, especially in a divisional game where you've scouted your opponents so well. But um, I think we kind of see in this game why uh, Brandon Staley is one of the better defensive minds in the NFL. And I think the, the, the Raiders come out pretty hot. I would say Waller gets a touchdown early. 
Um, and they, they really start moving the ball well in the first half. But I think in the second half, that pass rush really gets honed in for the Chargers. You see Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa start to feast on, I think, an, an offensive line that's not not awful, but it's not great. And then also just I'm all in on Justin Herbert this year, and the secondary for uh, Vegas is definitely the weakest in this stacked AFC West. You do have a nice rookie um, guy entering a sophomore season, I should say, and Trevon Mowry get safety. But outside of that, the the misdraft picks in the secondary for the Raiders are really um, showing, I think, at this point. And I think we see multiple explosive plays to a variety of different targets for the Chargers. I'm going to have a pretty resounding victory for the Chargers at 31 to 14. Is this in L.A. or is this in Vegas? I didn't know. I don't even know. My guess would be it's in uh, Vegas, but I can double check here real quick. Obviously, I'm, I'm thinking that just because you're Seems already... Like you're already saying, using SoFi on Thursday, so um, no, it's actually uh, yeah, it's in it's in LA. Yeah, it's in LA. So uh, really making use of that uh, new uh, multi-billion-dollar stadium pretty early on this year. Um, Very much. But I, I just I, I think it's the the explo- We're really going to see the explosiveness of this uh, Chargers offense this year, and I think not only is Herbert. That guy, um, pal, um, I think it's uh, Mike Williams is so underrated. Huge catch radius, strong hands, very strong route runner. He's learned from Keenan Allen a lot, um, who's kind of regressed due to age a little bit. But I still think uh, just this all around, all around solid roster building from this uh, Chargers front office. And they kind of established themselves in this week one matchup his We're contested take... catch is crazy sorry i didn't mean i just wanted to add oh you're, oh you're good you can finish your point i was saying his contested catch is crazy though mike williams yes like, moss is anybody um yeah yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break here and then come back and break down the last two games we'll uh, take a look at heading into this uh, week one of the nfl season All right, we are back on this episode of the Hopeful Sports Magnet Podcast with my good friend Jacob Trivers. Uh, we got a couple more games to go over before we uh, conclude this episode. The next one we're going to talk about is uh, the good old bandwagon bowl is what I'll call it. We got Dallas and uh, Tampa going at it, this time in Dallas. Obviously, they started last year off in uh, Tampa, but we have a roof in a Jerry world this time starting this game out. So uh, Jacob, uh, let me get your thoughts. Yeah. uh, So last season, this was the first game of the season on Thursday night football. I remember going to a bar and it was probably one of the best games of the season. Um, We're 31 to 29 Tampa Bay won, And I think that both teams are in a completely different, I guess, situation this season. I think I'll first talk about, the Dallas Cowboys and that for the first time in a few years that this is a real reason to be pretty worried about them. And you still got Dak Prescott, obviously. And, you know, you got CD lamb who 
coming into his third season and he's uh, primed for a breakout year, but you lost Amari Cooper to the Browns. Uh, Michael Gallup is out coming back from, I believe an ACL injury, but a season ending injury last year. And Zeke is getting older and you clearly saw that he had signs of slowing down last year. Um, I'm just really worried about this team. I think that there's a chance. I mean, not a chance. I'm still have them sneaking into the wild card, obviously this year, but I think they're going to get beat pretty bad on Sunday night football, Tampa Bay. Um, on the other side with Tampa Bay, you know, Tom Brady is still 45 and somehow throwing three, four touchdowns a game. Um, they got Mike Evans who has had a thousand yards in every single year he's been in the NFL. Um, Chris Godwin, is he, is he playing? I'm not sure if he's even going to play. I believe he practiced today. So my guess would be is that he's playing, but we're done. We're not a hundred percent confirmed on that. Right. Well, he had a season ending injury last year, so he's obviously not going to be a hundred percent. Um, but I feel like Tampa Bay is one of those teams where they always kind of come on towards the end of the season at their full healthy form. Um, and I feel like overall, I think Tampa Bay is going to probably win by two touchdowns. So I probably got my score prediction is going to be, I got 35 to 21 Tampa. All right. Solid, solid. I, I think you, you hit a, you did, you hit on the uh, receiving options changing a little bit for Dak this year. I, I think that's pretty important. Um, the big thing I'm looking at in this game is uh, Zeke versus Devin White between the tackles. I think this is a situation where both guys are kind of in a prove-it situation. You have Zeke, who's uh, I feel like Skip Bayless is about a couple more whoppers away from calling him eight Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and then you have Devin White, who had a little bit of a down year last year, and any Tampa fan will tell you that. And uh, I think he's a guy that especially uh, in pass coverage a little bit and then just all around down year for him. So he's kind of in a situation where he's got to prove that he's still that guy. And um, I think that's just, I, I bet we see a really, really solid one of those uh, hits, one of those collisions where you're like, Ooh, Hear that hearing the uh, the pad smack and everything going along with it between those two, uh, letting a little bit of the frustration out. But um, I, I'm just I also want to look at um, that offensive line for Dallas with Zach Martin and company. Now that Tyron Smith is gone, we could very much see a really really good game from uh, Joe Tryon or JPP or uh, Shaq Barrett. Um, just off of Tyron Smith tearing his hamstring from the bone. Um, and then you have uh, Vita Vea inside going up against Zach Martin. So it's, I think it, this is, it, it's like an old school big 10 game to me. It's you're going to see it decided in the trenches and um, really just seeing uh, which team is going to be able to out physical the other one. And I think this is a pretty low scoring game. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I think I'll go like 21 13 uh, Tampa in this game. I think we see, 
I understand Kellen Moore is a great play caller, but I just kind of see a situation where we try to reinvent the wheel and we get a little too complicated and you have a costly turnover, like, like a fumble on a jet sweep or, or a, something like that. Uh, maybe even an interception on a screen pass. Um, just trying to get too cute in general. And we see uh, Todd Bowles get his first win in uh, game one as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, I think this is uh, just to conclude the best way to describe this, this is going to be the man's game of any of the games this week with Raiders and the chargers and with uh, that Thursday night game between Buffalo and Ram and the Rams, you're going to see flashy offenses plays all over the field, playing on turf. I get they're playing on turf in Dallas as well, but it's uh, I think just going to have a whole different kind of feel to it, um, and one that I think the true football fans will really be able to appreciate. Um, I do want to add that. Um, think uh we'll we'll see as well uh last note that a uh, Jordan Whitehead being out for uh the Buccaneers and moving on to the Jets as part of their secondary I think we'll see the run defense drop off just a little bit as he's kind of been pretty solid box safety for them the past few years and the guy that kind of is the enforcer a little bit in that defense but um to move on to our uh, last game, I thought it'd be fitting that we go from the bandwagon bowl to the tank bowl. Uh, we got Cleveland and Carolina Baker Mayfield facing his former team in his first start for his new team, the Carolina Panthers. Jacob, your thoughts, young sir. It's almost like coming into this, that it was really fitting that it was going to be like a Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson type of thing. But now that Deshaun Watson, of course, got suspended for 11 games, I feel like this game is going to be a little bit, I guess, I'm not going to say boring. Yeah, I am going to say boring. Uh, a little bit more boring than, than I probably expected. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, of course, fitting to Baker Mayfield, you know that he's going to probably have at least two or three interceptions. Uh, regardless of what uniform he's in, he can't ever – um, stop turning the ball over. Um, but you know, overall, I think I'm a Baker believer in Carolina. I think that he's going to help them do better than they did last year. Um, however, I don't know. I just think that it's going to be a really low scoring game. Like I think it's gonna be like 10 to three or something. Maybe in the three, are we playing yeah, on soon here? Yeah, I think it's going to be really low scoring. I, I just don't believe in it's Jacoby Brissett starting for the Browns, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, unless Nick Chubb runs for 150 yards and two touchdowns or something, then I don't, Which, I don't really, why believe. would he not go dogs? Am I right? I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't really believe in this Cleveland team. Uh, I think without Deshaun Watson, they're going to they're going to really struggle to put points on the board. Uh, and it's going to be a lot worse than people are probably expecting. Especially because you're you're kind of s selling out on lack of depth offensively for a couple of you're you're basically I mean, you do have Nick Chubb. I think I believe J.C. Treader retired. So your offensive line weakens a little bit and you're really going to have to lean on later part in the year that um, 
Amari Cooper to uh, or Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper combination, but um, I- I'm kind of in the same boat For, since the start. I've never been much of a Baker Mayfield guy. He he kind of epitomizes the term. If you ever heard the term college good, that's kind of Baker Mayfield to me. Um, and I think I've, I've heard that this is a better situation for him and they're going to run an offense that fits his skill set more. I really don't believe that, or I, I even, I don't think it makes enough of a difference. I should say he had a loaded offensive line in a great running game and he made, he turned Odell Beckham into, um, just like a standard wide receiver three playing as the X receiver in that offense. So um, he's a guy that I think makes his teammates a little bit worse than they are. And uh, now he's, he's got a couple of weapons. I don't want to undersell Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore, but they went out and got and drafted an offensive line for lineman with their top five pick for a reason. And um, the, some of those other picks, depth-wise, on the defense especially, they haven't really hit on. We'll have to see what J.C. Horn looks like as he never actually started because I believe he tore his ACL before last season started. Um, so him and Gilmore should actually be a pretty good corner combination. But um, I think this is just going to be a, this is going to be such a sloppy game. Carolina should have. Um, as I mentioned on your podcast, they should have fired Matt Rule after last year, but he's still around. And then Cleveland is Cleveland um, with an offense that's going to be as sludgy as the weather in Cleveland. Um, so I definitely think this is this is an ugly game. I'm going to go, uh, I think I'll go 20 to uh, 13 um Cleveland I think we see the 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 clock management in the O line do just enough for Cleveland to come out on top um of course we know there has to be a happy ending for at least one of these teams in this game very good joke I was I've been sit, sitting on that one for the last 5 minutes or so so uh it came in handy <laughs> You got any any last thoughts on this game no, I mean, other than question for you, I mean, what are we, what's the real expectation? You didn't say anything about Christian McCaffrey coming back supposedly healthy. I mean, that's the at, only question that I have. I didn't say anything about it either. But At this point, I'll believe he plays more than six games when I see it because he keeps getting more and more beat up and now he's getting older and he's still, he's still a small tailback that they use the heck out of when he's on the field. And, um, now that you have kind of a lack of trust in that passing game even more, you're going to run him a lot. Um, and I think they, I think there at least was somewhat of a plan to play Matt Corral a little bit this year, just so you can have maybe that as a backup plan for this front office to, and coaching staff to try to keep their jobs. But now that he's had that Liz Frank injury and is done for the whole year, this is just like, I, I bet, I just have such a strong feeling that this staff is going to be fired after the bye week or something like that. I just don't see it ending well for them, especially when you've got two granted Atlanta's Atlanta and then their rebuild, but like Tampa and new Orleans are going to be 
perpetually competitive teams and the a the nfc south matches up with uh the nfc west and the afc north this year so i think it's gonna be they have a they had a pretty bad uh, pretty early first round pick and i think they have another one heading into this season but um I think that that concludes this episode of the hopeless sports minded podcast make sure to like and follow the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it on and make sure to check out uh, jacob's podcast called let's talk about it he's hitting up anything from post-college life to nfl to nba um and just uh covering covering a much wider variety of topics than on I do as as the uh, hopeless sports mantic, but uh, you can find his podcast, same kind of thing as mine, any kind of platform, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, anything like that. Um, and make sure to like and share his podcast as well as mine. That way we can continue to provide you guys with the content you want to hear. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to the hopeless sports mantic podcast. <laughs>